1: Trash Can, Cream Cheese, Conrad, Dino Conrad, alongside Hollywood, Harry, Heath, Pierce, and Charlie, Chuck, and Davies. And we finally have our first U.S. Men's National Team game in 2023 to discuss. As our boys in red, white, and blue hosted Serbia in Los Angeles. And unfortunately, it was a 2-1 loss. But before anyone reads into that scoreline, I just want to say that for me, the result is secondary to the player evaluation. These games in January give us a chance to broaden our player pool and see who might have that little something special to potentially help the full team moving forward. So I only see these games as a positive. That said, I still want to win. So Charlie, your thoughts on the game overall?
0: Hey, Charlie, I'm, I'm glad Jimmy brought us in on the show. Holy
2: smokes. Yeah, seriously. Welcome, um, welcome <laughs> to my, my podcast. Everybody. I got special guests Charlie and Heath with me. Man. Uh, thanks, Jim. I uh, really hey, appreciate the welcome. Your thoughts overall. Welcome. You're
1: welcome. Good, good. Yeah. Thanks oh, for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having
2: me. I, I guess the, the game really turned you on, huh? Yeah. It did. Um, it did. Yeah. It all jacked I'm, up <laughs>
1: I'm jacked up and ready to go. <laughs> it's not 1230 AM. Yeah. Your time. Over here on the West Coast.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's perfect time. I, I said Charlie, say you're game, defle-
1: you're deflecting right now. Give me some goddamn analysis, buddy.
2: Yeah, the game was rough, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ex- exactly what I expected from from a January camp that was organized uh literally, you know, what, three days, four days before they put their first game. They weren't in a good rhythm. Uh the chemistry was off. Uh I thought some players lacked um just sharpness, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of players that stood out, you know, Cade Cowell, of course, just because he's so athletic and he has that burst of pace. But you could still tell in, in tight spaces, sometimes he lacked uh, the right touches, and then his delivery wasn't wasn't always, uh, you know, for the most part, wasn't on point. I thought uh, Jonathan Gomez uh, looked uh, a little nervous if i had to to assess his performance and i was interested to see what that would look like um zimmerman uh looked about the same as he always plays he he got caught up a couple of times um chasing strikers into into uh the opponent's half uh so you know i i I thought Jalen neal had some intrigue i was intrigued by his game i thought there were you know he's he's very calm but there were times where he showed his 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 youthfulness. I'd say, um, so yeah, uh, you know, it's one of those games where you're not really gonna say a player is gonna make it or break it with, with that performance we saw today.
1: Heath, do you want to get in on the Charlie Davies podcast here? Or I mean, yeah, no, need I mean, get some room <laughs> geez
0: Louise, I mean, goodness gracious, you two. Um, no, I, I look, I I think there were some some. Positive moments for me again. I agree with the uh Cade Cowell. I think his willingness to take players on. I agree with Charlie in that his final product at times he had a couple good passes, a couple good crosses, but when he's on the dribble, his actual passing at pace uh was seemed off. Like, uh, and some of that is again rhythm with players and teammates and getting on the same page of where the next run or where the next ball needs to be. But I like, I liked him. I liked Morris uh today as well. Just being being active reminds me of just like a young lad uh lad like uh, Dax McCarty out there uh covering a lot of ground just solid in in a lot of ways and then and then obviously Zendejas, he's one that he just looks a, maybe a step above the rest of the group in terms of his quality and you can sort of see that explosiveness and he just looks more comfortable in that place but again it's just from start to finish it, it was what we generally see from January camp except this is a whole new group right so it's it, it's hard to really assess individual players and then again like like charlie mentioned neil had some bright moments calm he's collective and then but when you see players do that at the national team level and they're too calm for one moment you get scored on right the game's a little bit faster you get Mm -hmm, punished mm -hmm. a little bit more uh the team you're playing against they're just they're just going after you in a little bit different way um but um yeah overall i I think there's
1: something something the second
2: half (laughs) yeah yeah it was brutal yeah i mean it's almost
1: like he had felt really good about his first half and was like, I did it. I proved myself. And then, like, by the yeah. way, you still got another second half to play. I got two points to add to this. One, these feel like those games where, do you remember when we had an opportunity to play against a college team? And that college team, it's like a little friendly or whatever, but they were coming at you 100 miles an hour. They had everything to prove, and you basically had everything to lose. So if you play mm-hmm. poorly against a college team, you play poorly in this game for yeah, the national team.
2: Compar- Jim, you
1: I'm just yeah, saying, Jimmy's about to tell us that he scored against the
2: college team, too. Team.
1: It's I did. Scored against Harvard. Scored against Harvard, and then (laughs) I scored against
2: uh, UC Santa Barbara in a game. And then uh, Chico Stellman. You haven't. You haven't even. You're not even absorbing my point right now,
1: (laughs) Chuck. Listen, what I'm saying is, (laughs) if you get used against you, if you don't perform well in this game, why the hell would we ever call you in for a real one that matters in the Nations League, Gold Cup, World Cup qualifying, Copa America, World? We just wouldn't. You're like, well. We couldn't do it against a U twenty Serbia team. So why the hell are we going to, you know, push like actually give you a chance with the full team? It that I just feel like there's there's you know risk reward to playing in these games. And so mm. that's one point. The second thing is in the short period of time that you mentioned in terms of the run-up to this game, it's really easy or easier, I should say, to get organized on the defensive side of the ball. Because more often than not, you just get numbers behind it, you can figure it out from there. It's a lot harder to find that timing in the and the the rhythm that you need to establish, the runs, and, and getting to understand where does Zendejas like to pick up the ball? Where does where does Kate Cal, who I thought actually did a pretty good job of finding it and then being dangerous consistently, running at people, mm-hmm. uh, and but where does he like to pick it up? And I thought we got him in good spots to make that happen more often than not. I thought Zendejas was a little bit invisible in the first half, and I don't think it was his his fault. I think the tactics were off, where we were pushing up Gressel and and Gomez so high that our wingers had nowhere to go because Polmicall and Señora were also up a little bit higher. So the ball goes wide and they're like where do I where do I run? Where am I supposed to go? And I thought that kind of squeezed them out of the play in a really meaningful way. So I didn't really like that and I thought in the second half there were some adjustments and we allowed Zendejas to get in that channel a little bit more. And then when he tucked in, I thought Dejon uh Dewan Jones actually did a good job uh, of getting forward and and uh And being dangerous now there's some more urgency at the end of the game but uh and and so guys needed to bomb forward and and play with a little bit more risk overall yeah those are the kind of the things that jumped out at at me in particular
0: and by the Uh, way uh, you know Jimmy you know for me for me some of the assessment that I was trying to make of players wasn't in like okay Brandon Vasquez was the only one where I was like score a goal and I'm happy um everything else like we'll, we'll figure out because we've seen him score a ton of goals at the club level right and we see that he's a He's a, a big physical body in there. I was like, I want to see him score goals un, un, under pressure. Scored a fantastic goal. But everybody else was more of like watching confidence, body language, willingness to try sure, things. It wasn't sure. so much the execution. Inten- stuff. Intention, about,
1: right? Intention.
0: Yeah, so when I think about Aiden Morris, yeah, he made a lot of mistakes within the game. Doesn't have a lot of pace, but he wanted the ball all the time. He wanted it in tight spaces. He wanted it in areas that I think I, I at least was – um positive about because it's really easy in these games especially when the rhythm and the timing is off in the buildup to hide and not want the ball and go and get it where where it's a lot easier which is further up the field or or with you know when you're facing when you're facing the field as opposed with your back to the field and so there was little things like that that were off but still I, my judgment was more on the willingness to to go after those types of things it was still pretty average all around um, and nobody really stood out even Zendejas didn't stand out to me but you see little moments of like his explosive speed, little things like that, where you're like, okay, okay. that guy's—he's got a different—he's got a different level to him, you know, that I yeah, wasn't but, fully aware of.
2: I completely agree, and what I would say is, if you're comparing this group to what we saw in the World Cup, uh, m- whether it's Morris, Sonora, Williamson, Pommegal, they don't sniff the, this—the team, they don't sniff it, uh, not even close. So it's going to take time. This this for a lot of guys is the first opportunity at the senior level. It took me time. I mean, my first junior camp. I remember I was so disappointed play, playing against Sweden. Sasha Kleschen had a hat trick and we won. But I, I know from my individual performance, yeah, maybe I, I shoot. I showed some good runs and and, but it was nowhere near. The way I could play and and I think it's just that the weight the pressure of playing performing in that shirt representing your country for the first time getting used to it the speed of play and just the chemistry and we had two or three weeks to prepare for the game. Mm -hmm, This team mm -hmm. had had two three days. So I think, you know, I don't want to be too critical. Uh, uh, on these individual performances, because the, as a team, you knew you weren't going to see something that was complete or anywhere near something that w- was going to really catch your eye in, in terms of a rhythm. But um, yeah, there were there were some. You know, Zendejas obviously showed he's got like this, I guess, aura around him when he when he makes runs. The confidence you could tell, like he's got like a quick change of pace. So you you, you want to see more. And Cade Cowell. You like he's still a project. He's, yeah, he's nowhere yeah. near a finish He project, feels raw, project. right? He's got that but raw. Yeah, still raw. But yeah. A lot of potential,
1: right? One, one thing I would jump in and say about Zendejas is that he had enough of a spark where you start thinking, oh, I wonder how he would fit in with the main group of players. Whereas you see some of the other guys, you're like, pull me call. Okay, he's got a little something, but is it enough? Like he's going to change something if he goes to the full team that's going to... I, I, I didn't see enough from him today to think that. But when I see Zendejas, you're like, all right, you see these little moments that you both are talking about. And you're thinking, okay, I want to see what, what does it look like when he's got Musa McKinney behind him, or if he's got yes. music that he can combine with, or he's got death bombing around him. You know, that that intrigues me. I think about that was Zendejas when I see him play. And I'm sad that we don't get to see him against Colombia because uh, he's going back to Club America for their weekend game. But I'm glad he actually got at least 90 minutes with the team this time through. What's interesting here, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Heath, as a resident left back. I love Jonathan Gomez bombing forward. His his desire to get forward, his, his eagerness to combine with Kate Cow and them trying to figure out how they're going to be dangerous, I thought was pretty effective all night. Defensively, I thought a little nervous at first, like you mentioned, but settled into the game and grew into the game. My concern, though, is it felt... A little bit Anthony Robinson esque. I didn't really like his crossing per se. The one good thing that I thought Julian Gressel did was the assist, right? A nice deep cross. Recognized there was some space. Obviously, him and Vasquez have a previous relationship playing on Atlanta United together, so there's an understanding of when to hit it and when Vasquez is going to make a run. A excellent finish and run, by the way, from Vasquez. But I want to. I, I just wish we had a left back in the pool that could hit a little bit of that deeper cross. More accurately, now we saw Cade Cal come in one time early on before Vasquez scored, where he cuts in on his right and does drop that one in, where Vasquez mm-hmm. just misses it, and we almost get this some action on the back post with Zendejas. But, but what are your thoughts on on Gomez overall? Because I'd almost want a little bit of contrast. If we're going to start to build this puzzle for 2026, it'd just be nice to have different styles of players doing different things. That said, I still like to go. I don't want to take anything away from Gomez. A good first showing, his ability and his desire to get forward is,
0: is. The
2: utmost importance. I mean, for me, the resident left back. Yeah, let's hear. Sorry, ex-resident, ex-resident.
0: No, I mean, for me, it starts with. I'm not looking at Jonathan Gomez until he plays first team minutes. He plays for Sociedad B. Uh, To me, that's that's not something that gets you anywhere near the national team. It's something to keep an eye on. I did like his willingness to go forward, but again, when I think about sort of where we're at with our with our fullbacks. I'm thinking about just player profiles, I go, okay, we got a Serginho desk. There's very few players that have the quality that he has as a fullback. Maybe he's not a fullback. Maybe he doesn't actually have a position outside of certain systems. But in terms of his ability to have a final ball, his ability to run at, run at players, beat players, combine, you know very few players have that skill quality as just players in general. And then on the other side, you have a serviceable a Jedi Robinson who's got the legs, he's got the pace, he can cover ground fundamentally sound, solid in most areas, but isn't necessarily, uh, if you're doing a, a team talk and you're playing against him, you're not saying, you're trying to slow him down and keep him from going forward by neutralizing him, but you're not worried that he's got, like if he gets into a spot like a Serginio Dest, that if you give him two, one of them is going to be on a dime, right? right. Um, and so when I think about that, that in and, and, and terms of going to the next level, I would love to see uh, a Gomez or something be able to develop their game to have a little bit more either Lockdown defense, or mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or be able to 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 be something unbelievable, and and maybe I'm asking for too much from from anybody at this point, but just thinking about that and more of a complete fullback type of profile that I think we're still a ways away from, and 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 you know Robinson has got really gotten there because he's improving the offensive side of his game, and we know he does a, an honest job defensively.
1: No, that's no, good insight. How about you, resident number nine, Charlie Davies? Are Your thoughts on Brandon Vasquez, and then when Matthew Hoppy came in. I know it was tough at that point. The game was a little bit sloppier just because we were more because there was more urgency for us to get forward. And Serbia was just sitting back. But your thoughts on Brandon Vasquez?
2: Well, Brandon Vasquez had a fantastic finish just across his body, snapping the head to the far post. That's not an easy finish. So I don't think any of us question his finishing ability. I don't think that was ever in question. It was always the other parts of your game. If you're not getting a, a ball like that from Julian Gressel, how do you influence the game? And and especially at the international level, you have to keep the ball. And there were times we saw in this game where it was a little bit slow, the touches weren't there, and that's that's what I'm talking about. But given that he hasn't played in a while, this is January camp, it's so last minute. I'm more focused on the finishing aspect of the game in in this case, and showing up in the right spots, making the right runs. So I just saw a question from from Scott Fahey in the YouTube comments, uh, which attacking players in this group would you want to see the A team? I'd want to see Brendan Vasquez getting get a, a chance in, with the A team because, again, the striker pool is is not all there. You know, it's we're still trying to figure out who who are the options at nine. He's performed for a full season. Mm-hmm. At Cincinnati, as delivered in Major League Soccer, he's earned that chance and and he scores a goal in, in, in the in the call-up. So I, I don't see why he wouldn't get a chance with the A group. Other than that, uh, you know, Cade Cowell, he's if you're looking at the winger depth chart, he's he's not there. He's just not there yet. So well, would you um,
1: bring him in, Charlie, just to Cade Cowell? that is to just to get him in and around the group to see how he fits in, because it's still a personality piece to all this too, right? In terms of chemistry. Hey, bro, he's from that. my hometown. He's
0: a country boy. just like me. We're <laughs> like Central Valley kids. You know what I mean? Blue collar <laughs> guys. You put him at any table, and we're
2: good. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, would would you bring a player and just just uh, who has a lot of potential? And think of it when we were we were coming up, right? An under twenty, under twenty three player who who was who was gifted or showed that he had a lot of potential but wasn't necessarily doing it at the level you need him to do it to play internationally with the a team would you just bring him in just to say hey come and hang out with the camp or you say wait till you mature a little bit and continue to improve and then you get your call up and for me kate cowell is just not there yet but i get it. that's not to say he's not going to get there he has the potential and the athleticism no doubt but i think in terms of technical ability the touches the decision making that needs to improve tremendously and once that clicks i think he can be absolutely phenomenal
1: i I guess i'm just speaking from experience where bruce arena brought me into a world cup qualifier didn't tell me that i wasn't going to play but i didn't end up making the 18-man roster i had to sit in the stands and and watch eddie johnson when he was on that unbelievable tear score World Cup uh, against uh, trinidad in a world cup qualifier and it was a good experience for me. You get to be in the locker room. You get to see, and I got to watch Eddie Pope. You know, how, how is he preparing for a World Cup qualifier? What does that look like? The night before the game, when they're calling our rooms in the middle of the night. Casey Keller is my roommate. You're just kind of in and around it. Now, I know he's not going to get that at a Nations League game with with the A-team in these upcoming March games. but But it's still... He's still absorbing what the culture is like, what it's like to be around this particular group. I don't know. I think there's some value there if you have the spot to burn, I suppose, to bring him yeah, in and just
2: uh, be around. I, 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 I just got, I just got a little irked here. From Bjorn Stromsness. Someone's yeah. got yeah. to keep Charlie out. Of, this to get out. Charlie's got to stay comments. out of the YouTube comments. Charlie's Charlie wasn't watching late. the game tonight. It, yes. What do you mean this not is, watching the game tonight? This is compare Charlie after him, dark, t- by the way. Compare yeah. him to Timothy Weah or Christian Pulisic or Gio Reyna, whoever you want right now who's an who's a A-team starter on, on for the U.S. men's national team. Is Cade Cowell playing over them? Realistically, Bjorn. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's not ready yet. But that's not to say he can't get there. But he's got a a lot of of things to work on this upcoming season. He's got raw ability that was on display tonight. That's the whole point of January camp. Get him a taste at this level and let him excel. Go back to San Jose, hopefully playing under a new manager who who understands what it means to have success being with this national team group. To push him in that direction, so now come come summer, he's good to go.
1: Okay, okay. So let's now look forward to uh, the Columbia game on Saturday. We're gonna have another live reaction after that game is done. So let's do a little bit of a preview here about this. Heath, like, what do you want to see more, or who do you want to see more or less of in that particular game? And so Deos again is not available for this one. To to do you want to see more Vasquez? You know, do you want to see more Jalen Neal, who I think obviously showed his promise, but then made some some mistakes, Look a, a little young, a little inexperienced, a little naive. But do you give him another run out to, because to, we don't need to see Aaron Long and Walker Zimmerman. We know what those guys bring. But Jalen Neal would be would be interesting to see once again against another opponent that has a lot of young players that have a lot to prove.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely, again, I I to stay on the Cade Cow point. I think he's another one I want to see, see more of. Right. You're seeing flashes. And if you watched him all last season, he's 19 years old. He came into the league at 17. He's 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 gaining valuable experience. Both the national team at the club level just signed a new long term deal uh, in, in 2022. Uh, but what you see from him is the fact that. He also could have lost his first dribble and then he would lose it all the time. If you watch him at the club level, he has that inconsistency in his game because he's young, right? Tonight, he was on. He was getting past players. He's running at players. He's willing to do things. He was willing to attempt things. But you also have to have that balance of a player that's going through uh, all of this learning. So he's one that I want to see. Um, again, I'd actually – I wouldn't be mad at, at at going with something similar to the same starting lineup. I don't know about, about you guys. Is there players that are buried? I know, obviously – Paxton Aronson. Uh, I'd love to see Paxton, right? John Tolkien. I wouldn't mind seeing some John Tolkien. I had Sammy Tolkien Ross, in my Sam Rogers. I wanted to see all those guys in my starting lineup now, um, but it makes me makes me curious of of why was there a reason I didn't? I want to I see, see Eric like,
1: Williamson like, start. Why didn't?
0: Why didn't? Uh, I I was always impressed with Eric Williamson. Uh, by the way, so I'd love to see him get more minutes. I know DeJuan Jones. He wasn't, he wasn't for, sharp for tonight. So I can tell you that. But what what was what was the reason for for Jalen Neal playing the full ninety or had to? They had said. Was was it was was there. Unavailable uh, players, Rogers. I, I,
1: I, may I don't have know. That's a great. Heard play. that. It, maybe they there? wanted to make a commitment to, to him, just to say we'll give you ninety. Sammy Rogers is going to get ninety the next game. Maybe mm-hmm. there was that type of mm-hmm. communication. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. But uh, how about you, Chuck? What do you want to see in this game coming up
2: on Saturday? I'd like to see more Dewan Jones, just because yeah. of his raw athleticism and and how he's starting to develop now uh, under Bruce Reno with the Revolution. That makes sense to me. Just given players who are going to be available and in in their prime for the for this next upcoming cycle. So, I mean, Dewan Jones is is the right age. He he should be he should be included. You know, Julian Gressel is is, you know, getting towards the the end of his career uh same with Zimmerman and Long, right? So, mm-hmm. they'll be in their 30s uh whereas, you know, you have a meet of of this roster who are 23 or younger. And so you want to you want to get a chance to see what what they're made of. This is what this camp is for to elevate or swim them. Right? You 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 yeah. know who you know what you're going to get from Sean Johnson. So I was happy that Ga- Gaga Sonina got the start tonight. and he and he, he made some big time saves. Obviously, yeah, that one early got, on
1: was sick. Yeah.
2: He's got a lot of potential. So I'm excited about him. Um you know, obviously it's it's probably dis- super disappointing for him not to get the the win, uh but you look at some of those moments he had in the first half and you go, holy, this this kid is is gonna be is gonna be something. He's got some some great reaction saves. Um but yeah, I'd like to see Jalen Neal again. I'd like to see Sam Rogers. Um, I I'd like to see Sabi now uh, Sabi we've would already be good. seen Gomez. Uh, Sabi, Do you want to see Jesus yeah.
0: Herrera no?
2: Uh to to be honest, no he's I'm just not a, curious
0: right now, right? I, don't, yeah, right? I don't need to watch him yeah. play. The yeah. nine. He's gotten plenty uh, of sample sample size. Yeah, run
2: Vas he's Va- Vasquez scored, so run him out again and see yeah. and see what he looks like. Um and then Savi yeah.
0: one that's that I, I've I've again mostly highlights, watched a couple like you know, halves of him generally, but one that I, I I'd like to see. Rogers good, Tolkien's good. Um wondering like why they didn't they didn't feature packed, in this one.
2: But Aronson. Because yeah, you got to see Paxton. If if he's if he's doing so well in Germany, like you said, then he, he's got to be sharp. I, I'd like to see what he looks like uh, in that ten position instead of uh, Paxton Pommackel.
0: Was I, there a, I, a six sub rule? Uh, or is there a six sub rule for friendlies? Because both teams had the exact same amount of substitutions. And maybe I'm, maybe mu- maybe must, must, be, must, must be the be case. Um, or or sometimes you know coaches just, will agree upon a total sure. number so it doesn't throw the. Uh,
1: Uh, I assume that there was some type of plan for some of these guys. It would be really interesting, though, if Jesus Ferreira got called in and then didn't play. So I expect him to play in some capacity against Colombia. Speaking of them very quick, they've called in six MLS players for this game. Los Capiteros. They have uh, two strikers from MLS. Cucho Hernandez from the crew and Christian Arango from LAFC. They also have two attacking midfielders. New England's Dylan Barrero and Portland's Santiago Moreno and plus two defenders. New York's Andres Reyes and Portland's Juan Mosquera, uh, this is going to be, I think, a pretty good game, and uh, I'm looking forward I to seeing too. how how they perform. I mean, Cucho and Arango alone are talented, talented guys that are going to work. It's just a matter of whether Arongo's on. The, Arango, it? yeah,
0: it's definitely. Uh, it's like, he, like how, he, how he interested are back. these guys
1: going to be in going out? Well, Arango,
0: Arango, probably needs a move, um, so you know, there's 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 interest in him in the league as well as probably interleague. And so it could be a time for uh, the, the season he had to do something with the national team. Cause we know that even though it's a January camp for them as well, it can have a little bit of that last little push for a team to either mm-hmm. make a big offer or, or, or a, a club to, to make that big swing, you know, um, just being like, that's the thing that takes him over the edge. So.
1: Okay. And then as our resident revs know it all Chuck, <laughs> Nerd. Tell us a little bit about Dylan Barrero. What what can we expect oh, from him? The midfield.
2: He's he, he's quick. Uh, he's he's got a, a big wiry frame, but he's he's aggressive on the dribble. Um, he can shoot from outside. He's he's a, a good finisher. That I think the the sad part for him last season is injuries kind of took him out of form and took him out of rhythm. It, with a full season, I think he has the capabilities to be one, well, an MLS All Star, but uh, to really change turn some heads and, and get it and get a move to Europe. He, he has that ability. So he's still growing. He's still, uh, I think, on that, I guess, that trajectory of, of fulfilling his potential. But he's he's a player to watch for, no doubt.
1: Now, I'm curious to see how we roll out. There felt like, and I, I kind of wonder if Greg Berhalter had any influence in player selection or, you know, obviously this is coaching staff that was in place was his coaching staff for the World Cup, his assistants, and I wonder if he had any influence on, on their selections or how that all worked. Uh, mysterious phone calls to U.S. soccer <laughs> have been dangerous as of late, mm-hmm. so, so I wonder if he just stayed away oh, from too it all. Soon. He, he, too, too soon. Too soon? Too I, soon. I,
0: I think there's a lot of changes coming at U.S. soccer soon, still continuing. Um, Uh-oh. You know, it's the new I, general
1: I, manager I, yeah. of U.S. soccer, Hollywood Harry Heath Pierce, talking.
0: <laughs> honestly I like I they just keep not returning my calls but I think I'm, I, I I think you we could do more of like I think you could do more of like a stepbrothers number with them you know where you uh you know two we're, two of us come in and we're uh co we're uh co-partners on the GM. <laughs> he, he, he's he's the g I'm the m you know and we're gonna do this together <laughs> all
1: right we're gonna take our first and only break of the soccer we trust when we come back we'll talk about Gio Reyna scoring more goals To help Rusia Dortmund win games, Jordi Mihaljevic also scored his first goal for AZ Alkmaar. And then we'll talk about uh, Weston McKinney, Christian Pulisic transfer rumors. So do not go anywhere.
2: what would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, N.A. Member FDIC. All
1: right, everybody. Not only can you find the Champions League on Paramount Plus, you can also find Serie A. So make sure you follow some of the biggest stars in the sport, like very handsome Olivier Giroud, Raphael Leao's an absolute beast for AC Milan, even though they're struggling a bit. Lautaro Martinez for Inters. they try to lead their teams to the Scudetto. How will the table change in Italy going forward? Which club has the best chance of winning it at all? Which clubs have the most to lose? All the answers are gonna be found on Paramount Plus. So make sure you stream every match from Italy's top soccer league live only on P Plus. Try one month free with the promo code Serie A. That's S-E-R-I-E-A. And thank us later because that league is absolutely popping off. All right, let's talk about Gio Reina here on It's Soccer We Trust and Jimmy Conrad alongside Charlie Davis and Heath Pierce little late-night action for you, this post-Serbia game, the first game in 2023 for the U.S. men's national team. But Gio Reyna has played in two games, boys, Mm -hmm. since the Bundesliga has returned. He's come on as a super sub in both, kind of what Greg Berhalter wanted him to do in the World Cup, and he's come on and scored two game-winning goals. Mm -hmm. You'll love to see it. Uh, I guess, Chuck, I'll come to you first on this the best way to quiet the haters is just to go out and play and play the best of your ability. And he seems to be showing up in big moments, but it is kind of curious that he's doing it as a super sub.
2: It, well, you got to do it as a super sub until the, the player that you're, you're subbing in for eventually hits the bench. Cause the coach says, Hey, one, two, three, and you're out. Right. And, <laughs> and that, that's what, that's what Europe is all about competition in places. You might be the starter. But the guy who keeps coming in for you, if you're not, for whatever reason, playing 90 minutes, and the guy who comes in for you starts to score, he's going to keep knocking on the door, knocking on the door, until the coach says, you know what? His form all all of a sudden takes you out of the lineup and and puts Gio Reyna on on the field. So that's all you can do. As Gio Reyna is, hey, with the minutes I'm going to get, I'm going to make the most of it. So I'm happy for him that he's just pushing. And if you got to use – what happened in the World Cup as motivation? Forget what happened with your parents, but just the fact mm-hmm, that you didn't mm-hmm. play and you're hoping to play more, and that didn't happen. Come out and just say, you know what? Well, when and when it comes to the U.S. in 2026, I am going to be starting, and the only way I can do that is if I start taking care of business and delivering results every time I play. So,
0: and then and let's not go. celebrating that way. That he's that, that you know, hey, Go ahead, you celebrate.
2: if you're going to celebrate that way, I don't care if you score goals, celebrate any the way hell you want. Nah,
0: because that's bringing it all scoring. back to life again. There's these mm-hmm. playing games, man. He's playing games. <laughs> hey, yeah. you can play
2: as many games you want, but we all know if you deliver, if as long as you deliver, it's OK. Yeah, that's it. Right. All right. Now, any thoughts it'll seat? be interesting when he gets called up again. Yeah, well, that's when that different. happens. what that looks like, what's the dynamic with the other players, right? Because you could easily have this be a a Kareem Benzema situation where my man's scoring at Real Madrid winning Champions League and not getting called up to the French national team Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just because of the, the, the confrontation it would cause with him just being in that camp, how players are uncomfortable and yada yada. So let's not Put that out out of the picture, right? Because that's always a possibility. If a player doesn't change their mentality and is all about themselves and and doesn't try to incorporate and be inclusive, it's so easy that a manager comes in. Let's say Jose Mourinho. Let's just say that happens. Jose gives him a chance, and you can see that the whole team is not gelling. You can can Mm -hmm. see your ass outside. That's it. So Mm -hmm. I I think – yeah, you use it as motivation. You can do all the things you want, but when you call get called back in, it's hey, you guys are family. Like I, I, I messed up. I wasn't I was I was still like at, thinking like a youth, right? And and now this is part of that m- maturation process. Heath. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that I mean,
0: eye roll. I, I think I think the, the I people think people listening. There was a nice eye roll there from Heath. I think that Gio on the field is doing exactly what he should be doing which is letting his game talk for him. Now, I I wouldn't get caught up in these celebration things because he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's taking shots at people that are not going to let something uh, go away that he should be wanting to let go away because it's going to follow him for the rest of his career if he doesn't. But what I will say is that what he is doing on the field, the time that he is taking on the field, the performances that he is having, and the limited role that he has with the attitude he's showing on the field is the right way to go about it. And Mm -hmm. he's getting it done and he's building his confidence, and we're seeing the player that we all loved and saw the potential, which we've all, at different times, or at least I think we have, said that he could be the top player for the U.S., right? Yunus Musa in that conversation as well. Um, but but a player that you're like, man, he might have the highest ceiling. He might be the one you know, that, that could take over games. He could be our big superstar. Well, guess what? You're not going to get a superstar without an ego. You're not going to get a superstar that doesn't believe that they can do things that, that we've seen him do. And he's he's showing that on the field. Right. Mm -hmm. I would just leave as a young guy who I know has apologized to the team and they tried to move on from it. And and whatever. He's got an opportunity now to become whatever type of teammate, player, man he wants to be. Um, And what happens in these moments, like Charlie said, could and, and, and may define him as a player, no matter how high he goes. Um, and I think there's 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 smart ways to go about it. There's smart ways that we've all done it in our careers where it's a little tip of the hat to the people that you think screwed you, the people that you think ha- held back, held you back or the people that you think didn't do right by you. We've all had probably multiple managers you feel that about or teammates. And there are times and places where you get that shot back. But I think he's he's got a great opportunity now in the form that he's in to, to, to help all of us move past this.
1: Okay, well, he wasn't the only one that scored in uh, Europe. It also, Jordi Mihailovic scored for Azad Alkmar. That was his first goal. And I think it would be absolutely hilarious. Not really, probably for one player in particular, Ricardo Pepe. But if Mihailovic says, guess what? I can go to the Eredivisie and score goals. And look, I got a call in because I changed leagues and I'm challenging myself and I found myself in a good situation. Ricardo Pepe does the same thing and doesn't get called in. That would really just uh, set him. On fire, I'm sure, but uh, I just want to, to throw that out there. Shunta
0: hung up on the coach, <laughs>
1: yeah, yes, that's probably <laughs> hung up. but uh, shout out to Mihailovic. Hopefully, that continues that. Hey, form shout and out to,
2: to Kevin Paredes, too. Uh, Jimmy. He's, he's been yeah, fantastic, he's looked very yeah. good. Good shout,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Wolfsburg is absolutely on fire coming. I in. mean, Kevin Paredes he is a fullback, him. by the way. Uh, uh, you know, I know there's talk about you know, I know even in his developmental phases. Uh, they had talked about people worrying that he doesn't have a final product in the attack. And obviously he's still so young, but again, when you can add his comfort on the ball and the fact that he's getting reps as, as a fullback, he could be another one that now
2: he's coming in as a winger.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's not, I think he's naturally winger and he, he was, he, he's stands out most as a winger. But when you think about a player like that and maybe not having that final product yet, you're like, is there another spot for him on the field where you could develop both parts right. of that game and then have an even better player um, come out? Yeah,
2: of it's like Timothy Weah playing left back now. <laughs> which is yeah, insane. Which is yeah. insane.
0: Exactly.
1: But, uh, it's exactly seems, like that, Charlie. He seems super comfortable <laughs> yeah. there. That's the best part about it. He's like, yeah, whatever. I just want to be on the field. Yeah, and, I'll uh, score a World him. Cup, but I'll play left yeah, back. No right? problem. No problem. No big deal. All right, let's uh, now move it on to Fabrizio Ramada, who's part of our CBS Sports family here. And he's got some Transfer rumor updates about one Weston McKinney and one Christian Pulisic. Weston McKinney's an interesting one. Let's start there because apparently Weston McKinney's talked to Tyler Adams. He's talked to Jesse Marsh, and he has agreed to personal terms with Leeds United. Now, Leeds also, from an American perspective, just hired Chris Armas as part of the backroom staff for Jesse Marsh after his stint with Manchester United and Ralph Rangnick that came to an end. After they hired Eric Ten Hogg, but uh, I know that him and Jesse have a long history together. They work together with the New York Red Bulls. And I think Chris Armas uh, is gonna be a nice fit for him. And, and I love What's Chris. What's a backroom just... staff, Jimmy? It's someone that scratches your back in a room. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's really late. I'm trying to make really bad yeah. jokes and Charlie uh, doesn't have time for it right now. But but also I'm hearing, I'm hearing that Weston McKinney, oh, the man. deal could be hijacked, that Arsenal are potentially interested in Weston. And so. They're gonna where need were, some cover where potentially.
2: You, where were you, know, you, you see, so
1: comments you see we, those
0: comments from Weston's dad when somebody was like, He's nowhere technically <laughs> enough to be whatever, and his dad's like, Well, what, what are you what are you smoking? I want some of that or something. Yeah, like that. right, yeah. exactly
1: right. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's people were saying the same thing. So Weston McKinney, just to give some context, Weston McKinney's dad basically uh not necessarily taking the Claudio Reyna route, but yeah. defending his son on social yeah. media yeah. And, and and saying that the people were saying the same thing about Weston before he went to Juve, Juve that he couldn't play and not good enough. Okay, blah, but, blah, blah, but, he's but, but
2: Jim, let's be yes. realistic here. Arsenal, if they come calling, Arteta's like, okay, I need midfield cover. You're going to a team that's top of the table, that's mm-hmm. absolutely on fire. On fire. Who have, who have a set midfield. Of two Fuller Nationals, and Thomas Partey and Granite Chaka, right? And right. then Ode, so probably, you, you, front, you would be playing sparingly, so, or you'd be playing in cup so games. So where do and you Europa think playing. he would play, and when? And then on top of that, what's what's the future? Because th- none of those players are 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 past it, right? They're, they're going to be right. there for a while, right? So. In terms of playing time, Shaka
0: gets sent off four times a year, though. So there's
2: eight games.
0: But but that's yeah. how that's how we felt he's about not, it when he was I was going to Juve. Like, right now, break UVA
1: though. It's the same. I don't know. When he goes to Leeds. It's not obviously the
2: same. it's not the same. Well,
1: no, right now. I get it. But you get to go. He goes to Leeds, and he going to get to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and he's going to be surrounded by players that he's comfortable with and knows with Adams and Aronson, especially mm-hmm. in that area of the field. But you're in a relegation scrap. You know, you're going to be fighting right above that relegation zone yep. for the rest of the season. And and what is that I wonder what happens if that does ha- I hope it doesn't, but if it does, what does it mean for all those guys? I, I, it, it's 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 I, interesting. I, the whole situation is interesting.
0: I will say this, and I was thinking about this and and this is not a blanket statement because I know it's not true, but it is nice to see uh American ownerships group what, American ownership groups in Europe continuing to just by American players. I don't care you could call that whatever you want, but I love it. I think there is more <laughs> of an emphasis of American owners abroad right now to bring in American players than there is on American owners in Major League Soccer to play American players. Like there are some clubs doing it right. FC Dallas, we know, uh, we know Philadelphia Union, we know other academies are in their infancy and have to build up the quality of that player to play the young American player, but playing a young American player is, is a real thing. And it seems like clubs in Europe, while they're not as young, are willing to take chances. And you can call it marketing, you can call it whatever you want, but it just does seem like there's a belief that we got in at Leeds uh, and we've got the, you know, whatever the 49ers, York sports, whatever mm-hmm. they're called, uh, increasing their, their, their capital into the club. And they're like, bring on the Americans. And I'm all
2: for that.
1: Yeah, that's cool with me. I got no problem with it. I hear you. As say, long as we say, continue say to have success. Are. Yeah, said, yeah,
2: see, yeah. Same in Let's keep it going. Let's keep yeah.
1: it going. All right, let's now then talking about Serie A, Let's talk about Christian Pulisic because apparently there's rumors about him going to AC Milan and obviously it's complicated by his injury, his current injury, maybe just as their injury concerns with him overall. We obviously spoke about Sergino Dest and them not wanting to extend the loan or making that loan move permanent. We'll see how that plays out mm-hmm. moving forward because they could still get him on loan again next season if that's the direction they want to. There's plenty of options to work around that. But obviously not a great sign if they don't want to make the loan move permanent. Christian Pulisic to to Milan, though, I wouldn't mind that. But they do already have some players in the areas. I guess wherever he goes, there's always going to be competition, of course. And that's Mm -hmm. healthy. But you just want a coach at some point to trust him and just give him a good run of games. And it just seems like every time a coach does do that in recent times, he gets hurt, Chuck.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think oh, once Christian. he overcomes the the injuries, um, then then it's about finding the right spot. Because even when he he wasn't injured, he was still getting rotated at Chelsea. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I we've all said this: he mm-hmm. he needs to go. He needs to go to a new club. I think a change of scenery will do him a, a world of good. But it, it's not going from Chelsea to Real Madrid or a Barcelona. You know, it's going to to maybe the uh, fourth place team in a top league right so a team where he's still expected to play every game and contribute and and most likely start every game uh unless his his form is not good enough he's not delivering then obviously you're going to get changed no matter what club you're at especially at that level but one that you feel like he's going to get a fair opportunity because I, I think at chelsea he's he's not he's not looked at as you know if sterling played the same way he did Sterling's always going to play over Christian Pulisic if right. Mason Mount plays plays the same way Christian plays. Mason Mount is playing, and sometimes if they're playing the same, one player is getting getting the 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 you know the plaudits from from different journalists, whereas you know he's getting slagged off. Right, so I think for for Christian Pulisic, he he's just at a point where. He knows what he's got. He's got the quality. Right. He's still And he still has to f- fill his potential. I think he still has a, a ways to go. He, he can be that much better um, in, t- in terms of being a consistent world-class winger. But he, he needs to go somewhere else to make that happen, I think.
1: Yeah, what I I would jump in and say, I'm looking at the depth of – Milan Heath and in that winger spot, you got Junior Messias who's been a little off of it this year. They're winless in their last five, by the way, so they haven't been playing well. Settle makers, Krunich, Brahim Diaz. Uh, obviously, Leao is going to be out there as well. Ante Rabich will play sold. there, but he usually yeah. plays up top. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So, you have there maybe are more options that I was initially thinking about now that I see their depth chart, but
0: uh. Yeah, but I'm putting, I'm putting Polisic up against like uh, most of those guys. Brahim Diaz, yeah, for more sure. of a tad, not going to be on the wing. Right. Um, but he can't, but he like, has played
1: there a few times. Yeah.
0: He, he, I mean, he's going to go wherever he can get on the field. But like, I still like Christian Polisic's ability to, like, when I think about that team, I'm like, yeah, of course he fits right into that team and can contribute right away and be a player that they're looking at. And, where they're putting the expectations, the same expectations that Christian Pulisic is putting on himself to go to the next level of his game. Right. Which is like mm-hmm, increases mm-hmm. goals and assists over a season and, and, you know, pending, pending health. So I, I, I personally am not against, against that level. They're not going to win the league. They're going to fight for champions league spot. They're still a massive club. Like I'm, I'm again, not, I don't, I don't see Weston McKinney at Juventus when we know that it was the beginning of a project again. Um, being as successful as he was has been great had mm-hmm. they been mm-hmm. title chasing and 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 actually realistically going for a champions league like final with the team that they had i'm not sure if he gets as many chances as he's gotten now you've right, seen right. like i lost money saying that i didn't think he'd start 50 of the games and he started well over like 70 of their games in his first season at juventus how, I think how much money it was 100 bucks <laughs> I, mean, I mean i didn't i didn't make i didn't make rent that month charlie but for you i you could probably pull that right now out of your pajama how do your, out of your pajama pants you know
1: <laughs> oh man yeah so ultimately with all the new signings coming <laughs> he, in with chelsea he does too, have his he pajama, did, he does pants have on. pajama pants on by oh
0: the way. that's great yeah
1: it, within cuckoo coming in and and Show out Felix and Mudrick and everybody else that's coming in. The future does not look bright for Christian Pulisic, and he does need to make a move. And I think AC Milan could be a a nice place for him to go. All right, we're going to call it a show, but I want to get final thoughts. I know Chuck is ready for some bedtime. He's got to keep that moneymaker. His face looking fresh for the cameras. Chuck, final thoughts. Anything Chuck, you just, want to talk Chuck, about? Chuck,
0: just know you've been you would have been sleeping if your opening monologue and Jimmy's opening monologue weren't so so long. We'd been done. we had <laughs> yeah. been
2: done by now. You know? I was
1: like forty five seconds <laughs> tops,
2: <man. laughs> Jimmy had like, I think it was 3.15. No, that's yeah, true. That I that, that will not stand for that slander. It, nope. it was close to
0: 3.15. No. Any, any time Jimmy has a thought that he doesn't want actually to go on to, to Twitter as a cut down, he just <laughs> keeps going until it's too too long to chop <laughs> chop up and, and put on most on social platforms. You, know? you got to go to TwitterLonger.com. Tw- <laughs> yeah, he he'll just yeah. scream a bad word uh, and then you can't use it.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say my final thought is it, I look forward to a Columbia game. Uh, Get these guys some more for more training sessions. Um, Hopefully they were able to get out the jitters uh, of playing with the national team and and have an idea of how they want to play. But, uh, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done and, and look forward to that game.
0: All right, Heath, yeah. final thoughts? Uh, my final thought is just uh, a thank you to everybody that waited in the comments. Obviously, we had some technical di- difficulties getting the show off the ground. We usually like to go directly after the end of these these matches. So appreciate all of you. And if you're listening to this on demand because you're like, you know, F this, I need to get out of here and get some sleep. Um, <laughs> i not waiting for these three dum-dums to get on uh, if they're going to do it or not. We appreciate you as well. So that's it.
2: Yeah. I love thank it. you, Robert. He said, I look sleepy. I look sleepy all show. I appreciate that, Robert. <laughs> uh. He's
1: just picking his spots, Robert.
2: He's just picking his yeah. spots.
1: All right. On behalf of producer dance, producer Alex, Charlie Jack Wagon Davies, Hollywood Heath Pierce, some Jimmy cream cheese, trash can Conrad new Conrad saying, thank you for listening and supporting in soccer. We trust. We love you so much. And we will sa- see you Saturday after the Columbia game. Later, everybody.